Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. This is Thunderhead Pictures Podcast, episode 10. Well, today's episode, we're just going to read um, the biography of John Newton, the person that actually wrote the song Amazing Grace. Actually, it was done in a porn format first, and then somebody put it to a song. So here's what um, the, the Abolition Project's website says. Alright, John Newton, born in 1725 through and died in 1807, the former slaver and preacher. John Newton was an Anglican clergyman and former slave shipmaster. It took him a long time to speak out against the slave trade, but he had influence on many young evangelistic Christians, particularly William William. Wilbur Force. At just 11 years old, Newton went to sea with his father. In 1743, he was on his way to a position as a slave master on a plantation in Jamaica when he was pressed into naval service. He became a midshipman, but after the demotion for trying to Desert, he requested an exchange to a slave ship bound for West Africa. Eventually, he reached the coast of Syria, Lenore, where he became the servant of an abusive slave trader. In 1748, he was rescued by a sea captain and returned to England. During a storm when it was thought the ship might sink, he prayed for deliverance. This experience began his conversion to evangelical Christianity. Later, while aboard the slave vessel bound for the West Indies, he became ill with a violent fever and asked for God's mercy, an experience he claimed was the turning point in his life. Despite this, he continued to participate in the slave trade. In 1750, he made a further voyage as a master of the slave ship Duke of Eglile. In two voyages on the African, he admitted that he was as ruthless businessman and a unfeeling observer of the Africans he traded. Slave revolts on board ship were frequent. Newton mounted guns and muskets on the desk aimed at the slaves' quarters. Slaves were lashed and put in thumb screws to keep them quiet. In 1754, after a serious illness, he gave up a seafaring altogether. In 1757, he applied for the Angelican priesthood. It was seven years before he was accepted. On 17th June 1764, he finally became a priest at 
O'Neill and Buckheimshine. He became well known as for his pastoral care and respected by both Angelicans and non-conformists. He collaborated with William Cowper to produce a volume of hymns, including Amazing Grace. So popular was his preaching that the church could not accommodate all those who fought to hear him. Newton began his, um, to deeply regret his involvement in the slave trade after he became rector of St. Mary Wilnoth in London in 1779. His advice was sought by many influence figures in Georgian society, among them the young M.P. William Wilberforce. Wilberforce was contemplating leaving politics for the ministry. Newton encouraged him to stay in Parliament and serve God where he was. Wilberforce took his advice and spent the rest of his life working towards the Abolishment of slavery. In 1787, Newton wrote a tract supporting the campaign thought upon the African slave trade, which was very influential. It graf um, uh, graphically described the horrors of the slave trade and his role in it. He later joined William Wilberforce in the campaign for abolishment of the slave trade in, of, in February 1807 when the act to abolish the trade finally be became law. John Newton, newly, nearly blind and near death, rejoiced to hear the wonderful news. Amazing Grace, a poem by John Newton expresses an atonement and its effect on one man than any other. It has become the one the most one of the most well known hymns of all time. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wrench like me. I once was lost but now am found, was blind but now I see. In evil long I took delight on all my shame or fear, till a new object met my sight and stopped my wild career i saw one hanging on a tree in agnes and blood who fixed his beggared eyes on me as near his cross i stood sure never till my latest breath can i forget that look it seemed to change uh, it seemed to charge me with his death though not a word he spoke my conscience owned and felt the guilt, and plunged me in despair. I saw my sins his blood had shed, and helped to nail him there. At last I knew not what I did, but all my tears were vain. Where could my trembling soul be hid, for I, the Lord, had slain? A second look he gave which said, I freely for all forgave. This blood is for thy ransom paid, I die that thou mayest live. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieve. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believe. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. This grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. The Lord has promised good to me, his word my hope secures. 
He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. Yes, when the this flesh and heart shall fail, and mortal life shall cease, I shall possess within the veil a life of joy and peace. The earth should soon dissolve like snow, the sun forbear to shine, but God, who called me here below, shall be forever mine. When we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun, we've known less days to sing God's praise than when we first be gone. And then, when we first be gone, than when we first be gone. This been Thunderhead Pictures! You've been caught in the storm! And by the way, that repeating of then we first be gone is not really... You're not supposed to repeat that song, um, part because it's not in the original poem. But I wanted to because it's verse 13. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've known less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. I will say again, this is Thunderhead Pictures. You've been caught in the storm. Woohoo! We've done episode 10. Ever wonder why luxury hotel mattresses are so dreamy? It's because those hybrid mattresses combine both comfort and support to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. With Dream Cloud, you can get a luxury mattress made with premium materials at half the price of traditional hybrid mattresses. Dream Cloud combines the perfect blend of comfy memory foam and supportive springs. Comfortable sleep is about more than just the mattress you sleep on. And that's why every Dream Cloud also comes with $399 in accessories. Plus get $200 off a 365-night home trial, free shipping and returns, and a forever warranty. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today.